I'm very excited for this episode. Sarah, are you there? I am. <laughs> so welcome back to Women on Top podcast. Today, my co-host is Sarah, who was my very favorite commenter on for my column, and that's why you're single. And we've sort of built a friendship, sort of an online friendship for several years now, going on, I think, like five to seven years now. I and think it's uh, yeah, so I <laughs> is it? I think it is. Yeah. I think we st- I think we started talking one on one, probably like it was like I I kind of had base everything on um like before my father died and after my father died because mm-hmm. of like just how my life had changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember I rem- remember it more being around around the time that my dad died, and that was I still can't get over the fact that that was seven years ago. Yeah. Um, in any case. It, your comments were always, aside from being very insightful, you always had this, the perfect delivery and (laughs) (laughs) you were snarky without being mean. Like you had, you had a, uh, you just, you just really had a good delivery that I think it was dry, Mm -hmm. which I really liked (laughs) and really appreciate. Thanks. Happy to be here. So, Yay! When we have a number of topics that we're going to cover, uh, we're going to start with an article that was in the New York Times, and it was uh, written by a, a, an author that I absolutely love because she used to write celebrity profiles for GQ. Mm-hmm. Her name is Taffy Brodesser Ackner, and she wrote a celebrity profile about Tom Hiddleston after the Taylor Swift debacle. And in this, for whatever reason... Oh, which one? I don't actually? know. The, the, what do you mean? The, well, which, which Taylor Swift? Which Taylor Swift debacle. <laughs> well, Tim, Tom Hiddleston dated Taylor Swift. Okay. So it was after the whole, uh, he showed up in the tank top with the I Heart TS on it. And do you remember, do you remember any of I that? I think I had missed this entire thing but i can okay i could give it a google it was it was clearly a, a pr relationship mm-hmm. to sort of give them you know boost their like he's much older just right boost their, he's uh, yeah I, I think he's probably a good 10 years older than her i think he's close to 40 if not in his 40s and uh let's just say it ruined his career <laughs> and so he did this he did this interview with Taffy Ackner and he was trying to like, of course the Taylor Swift stuff came up and he talked around it and got uncomfortable. And then the next morning at like six 30 in the morning, she's packing to go, go to the airport. He shows up at her hotel and knocks on her door. And he's like, uh, I just, you know, really wanted to clarify that, um, you know, that, uh, that, that relationship, it, it, it was real. And, uh, you know, I, I really cared for her. And uh, when I say that <laughs> the dent that put in his career, but there was something about Taffy that made him, I think, feel that comfortable that he could show up at her hotel room early in the morning. And she wrote another one about Tom Ford. And Tom Ford is sort of notoriously douchey. Yeah. I'll I'll link to them in the show notes. She just manages to get I, I just think she gets the best 
most awkward stuff from celebrities because I don't know if they just feel, I don't know why, but she gets some of the greatest stuff from celebrities. Anywho. I've got some backrooting to do. Yeah, she's great. I love her. And she wrote this for the New York Times about the rules and, you know, how (laughs) the rules pretty much set us back and she doesn't understand like why it was such a phenomenon in the nineties. And, you know, I think she was just kind of, I think she was sort of, sort of like an anniversary of the rules. And it really was sort of a cultural touchstone in that it was mentioned in a lot of TV shows. You know, she says it got a mention on sex in the city. And that's the only way I know what it is actually. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I think, well, you and I are of different eight. How old are you? I'm 37. Oh, okay. So there's like almost 15 years between mm-hmm. us. So generally, gen generationally, I think it was more of a phenomenon for me. Yeah. You know, as a, like I was probably in my 20s in the 90s. So like this was we. I was sort of like the 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 target market for this book. And would would tap. Did you get the book? No, no. (laughs) No. Honey, I was screwing my way through my 20s. (laughs) I'm not 50 and single for, you know, by chance. (laughs) Um, I I didn't get it. That isn't to say I didn't read some of it and and wonder if there was some truth to it. But, um, you know, I think I think what was. It was the antithesis of what magazines were starting to say. And, you know, in the 90s, uh, like I grew up in 91, 92, 93, I kind of came of like sexually came of age in the early 90s. And that was, you know, Basic Instinct and and Truth or Dare from Madonna. And uh, that was a really good time to come of age sexually. (laughs) <laughs> it well it this the seduction i finally <laughs> could not for the life of me remember the name of that movie with linda linda fiorentino oh, the, the last seduction right the last seduction yeah. thank Classic. you and right and this was when like women were being depicted as sexually assertive mm-hmm. and we were still kind of finding our way do you know what I mean? Like we were still, this was being depicted as all men, women having sex like men. Yeah. I, I think I know what you mean. I mean, I can't really claim to have experienced it in the nineties, of course, but obviously salt and pepper had a huge impact on my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> but this was, it was a very different, it was, it was the beginning of something, mm-hmm. you know, it was the beginning of a new conversation in the nineties. And this is why I, I'll always love Madonna just because I thought, I think Madonna opened so many doors and started so many conversations about female sexuality. And I feel like she took a lot of hits for us. For sure. uh, and so we had that going on. And then we had this book come out about stop it. You slutty sluts, sluts mm-hmm. cut it out. <laughs> and so there were like two very different sl- trains of thought, I think, in the nineties. And the thing that this article talks about is how she feels how, like how anti-feminist the book was, which it was, it still is. Uh, and I, what did you think of the article? You read it. Yeah. Um, I thought I, I got a really good, um, 
Cliff's Notes version of the rules. Because <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, I had, you know, gotten the gist of it, um, but I had a kind of shallow understanding based on Sex and the City. And I, I think the takeaway point that Taffy made for me was that the rules are only going to hold in place for so long because the people who need the rules in the first place aren't going to be able to pretend to be someone different for the rest of their lives. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually, after I read the article, I went to Wikipedia to see what the, you know, the quote unquote rules are. And, and here's the thing. And I said this, I replied to uh, a tweet to Taffy and I said, you know, after 10 years of writing a dating advice column, I, I don't, I, I think the rules are far more alive and well than you realize. They're, it's just unspoken. Well, I, I think they would work on a certain type of man, right? I mean, it, it seems, Very good point. it seems pretty foolproof if all you're looking for is a husband, any husband. Mm-hmm. And then you don't really think beyond that at, of the marriage part, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's a, um, let's see. Yeah, basically it was like, just don't be available at all, ever. Right. <laughs> The, so the the top rules, I'm going to go through the list. Okay. Number one, be a creature unlike any other. The creature. <laughs> I, have no, I have no fucking idea what that means. Like an iguana? What are you saying? I don't get it. Venus, I guess. Yeah. Right. Uh, don't talk to a man first and don't ask him to dance. I like how Taffy said apparently there were dances back then. Yeah. Cotillions and such. <laughs> but what she's, what they're saying is don't initiate. Mm-hmm. And do we not still see that today? D- no, definitely. Uh, don't stare at men or talk too much. Hmm. Again, is it really a mystery why I'm single? Um, don't meet him halfway or go Dutch on a date. Okay. Uh, is this not still a thing? <laughs> How many times, like, if I ever posted a letter of, of a woman, she's like, and I don't understand why, you know, I he took my money on the date or he did whatever he didn't. And then it, the comments would just be, well, when I go out, I always offer. And we're like, yeah, I know. I know. This is when everyone, it's all the virtue signaling that comes into the comments. But this is still very much a thing. And even the most feminist of women, I've heard say, no, no, no. I mean, a man should pay. And then they use the pay gap and all these other excuses like, no. And it's really just, no, you just want to be treated like a princess. Yeah. <laughs> just admit well, it. I, well, <laughs> it's I okay. can admit that, that the pay gap excuse made sense to me until I thought about the fact that everything I did before a date was my own choice. Right. You know, and probably when I was asked for the date, I hadn't done that same preparation so you know i didn't really need a new dress or a haircut or whatever yes and it was also uh very white because uh black men latino men uh not paid nearly as much as white men right uh and obviously women are paid even less but you 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 could just couldn't apply that to uh situations where the other person was a person of color because is that a it, distinction that emerged in the comments? Did we did we discover? That no, that was never brought up. OK, that was never brought up. Well, I think maybe towards the end, I think the more like I more evolved, I think I came, I think became I think the commenters, you know, I, I attracted a certain um, 
certain certain commenters that I think th- were a little bit more intelligent <laughs> and who could who could make that distinction and go, well, wait a minute, let's do a little critical thinking here. It's not it's very different for men of for men of color or for women and women of color. Uh, so the whole go Dutch on a date, don't go Dutch, still a thing. Don't call him and rarely return his calls. <laughs> well, I mean, nobody calls anybody now. Easy. <laughs> don't text him and rarely return his text. Mm. I mean, is that like not? It seems like really bad not... advice. Horrible. <laughs> At least the second part. I mean, I, I can, you know, again, the, I think the rules would work on a certain type of man, but. If you're not texting back, how far is that going to go? Yeah. yeah, you're just that's just rude. You never get a second date, right? <laughs> right. Um, always end phone calls first. Again, n- not a thing. Mm-hmm. We don't uh, do that. I barely talk to my family on the phone mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, I try not to. Do- don't accept a Saturday night date after Wednesday. Mm. Still a thing. Yeah. Still a thing. Is Wednesday still the cutoff? Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, I think. I, I mean, and the gist of it is don't accept a date unless there's like more than 24 hours notice, which I'm kind of, I'm kind of on board with, to be honest. Um, just because you don't want to be, you know. Well, it makes sense to me, right? If someone's asking. It makes sense. Minute, like someone canceled on them already, right? Their first right. Choice. If you really, <laughs> if you really want to make sure to spend time with me, you're, you, you're going to spend time with me. You're going to contact me and say, Hey, what are you doing Saturday? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to hear from you by Thursday night. Or Wednesday or whatever. You're not going to wait until Friday night. Um, let's At see. Least not in the beginning. No. Say that At again? At least not in the beginning of a, of a relationship or whatever. Right. Like, like yeah, after, after a point, you know, where you sort of know, okay, my Saturdays are for him. Yeah. Like I, that you just kind of go, oh yeah, we don't have to. It's like sort of unspoken. Uh, let's see. Always end the date first. St- kind of still a thing, I think. Well, that's how you skip out without paying, right? <laughs> <laughs> Two birds with one stone. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, stop dating him if he doesn't buy you a romantic gift for your birthday or Valentine's Day. Absolutely still a thing. Wow. I have seen conversations <laughs> like this in women's forums. What? Absolutely. Oh yeah, the woman will write in. Uh, it's my birthday, and he didn't buy me anything. We've only been, you know, we've been dating six weeks, and it's like, oh. Well, if he okay. Is that that's not the same as he didn't buy me anything romantic, which is completely arbitrary. Uh, okay. If you want to make that distinction, <laughs> <laughs> I think it matters a lot. <laughs> I mean, because if you've been seeing someone for six weeks, like you don't, you should get something for their birthday. I don't think it has to be. Coffee, yeah, something right? cute, like a little stuffed animals, or yeah, it doesn't have to be expensive or anything. Yeah, it doesn't have to be but I, I, <laughs> I do think that if you're dating somebody and it's been, and, and you know that they know it's your birthday, and they don't address it in some way, even if it's just with a text, "Hey, happy birthday!" emoji, 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 emoji. What? Like if they don't address, yeah. if they don't address it in some way, <laughs> that it's 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 a bad sign. <laughs> It is not, things are not going to go smoothly with you too. Yeah. I think that is um, probably a precursor to ghosting, right? Uh, I, I think it's a sign that you're on the way out for sure. <laughs> like I wouldn't be making holiday plans. Yeah, no. <laughs> 
Um, let's see. Oh, well, but can, to go back to the, the romantic gift thing. Um, yeah. So arbitrary. So arbitrary. Like what, what is a romantic gift? I mean, what's romantic? I think maybe like sleazy to another, right. Or meaningless. Or... Like flowers or, or, you know, jewelry or whatever, just something I stupid. Just, I think that is stupid. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've never been one for like I like flowers are nice uh, but I, I've never been a jewelry person that doesn't mean it's wrong to like jewelry but I think you know putting importance on like putting a value on uh, like a, a gift mm-hmm. like I, I love something small like oh you want to cook me dinner great yeah you know like oh you want to take me out and you want to buy me, you know, you want to buy me dessert. You want to, that's really nice. Like I don't need fanfare. Just, just ignore. I just like the acknowledgement. I don't even need the gift. Yeah. Just acknowledge it. Really that's a, really a bonus. Right. Cause right. The, a lot of people aren't good at gift giving. <laughs> right. And things, you know, in, in early stages of relationships, you don't want to look too invested. Sure. You know, so it's like, oh, should I buy something? Should I not buy something? What should I do? I don't want to make them uncomfortable. It's a whole thing. So you can't really use, I think, gifts. I don't think that's a good uh, benchmark. No. I guess is what I'm saying. It was much easier in the 90s. You could give them a mix CD. Right? (laughs) (laughs) You can still kind of do that now, but it's a Spotify list. (laughs) It feels less... um feels like less of an investment without a tangible right less effort less effort um no more than casual kissing on the first date um Mm -hmm. i you know again i think this is this is one where we're torn where i think there's still a lot of women who think oh no 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 more than a kiss on a first date i'll never do that you know we'll get to the whole uh dating coach advice uh, about this very scenario in a bit um but i i do think a lot of women still believe like oh don't don't do anything more on a first date even younger women i think casual is an interesting modifier and i I mean i hate to like semantically (laughs) pick apart the rules because i know they're probably not meant to be thought of that deeply but casually (laughs) i think a casual (laughs) kiss is like a peck you know like a peck on the cheek like no french kissing Again, it's just it's just so arbitrary, right? Like if I if I want a casually French kiss, and that's casual to me, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, what if you're a total total slut bag and you love <laughs> French kissing? <laughs> hey, to me, like, fill me up. That's like a Tuesday. What are you talking yeah. about? I'm very casual I'm about breezy. this. <laughs> I'm breezy. <laughs> you can't say you're breezy. <laughs> it negates the breeziness. Um, let's see. What's the next one? Don't see him more than once or twice a week. Okay. I, uh, okay. I like be- that rule a lot. I'm okay with that rule in the beginning, yeah. you know, but, but you know what? I'm okay with that rule, period. But yeah. um, I have some issues. And so, uh, like, I'm, I'm very good by myself and almost, like, require too much alone time. I'm probably the same way, but I think for a normal person <laughs> it's excuse me Hello? are you saying i'm not normal i'm, I'm not normal <laughs> um but i think uh it's probably good for everybody to have space for their own activities and hobbies you know yeah um 
don't rush into sex. Oh my God. Like at this point, I, I think anything, I don't even know that sex, like there's such a thing as rushing into sex anymore. I think it's become st- like very common to have sex in the first couple of dates. It's like, I don't think that's a benchmark anymore. I don't think that's a, oh, that means he's not interested in you or, oh, he's going to judge you thing. I don't know. I've been married. How long have you been married? Um, Seven years. Wow. So I actually, not, not to like divert this entirely, but I met my husband on OkCupid before it was a cesspool. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so now when you talk about OkCupid, I, I just, I don't understand, but I take your word for it. Yeah, it's awful now. Woof, boy. Uh, don't tell him what to do. Well, I mean, okay. that's just knock, <laughs> knock me out. Knock me out of contention because I kind of live to do that. <laughs> well, not tell him what to do, but certainly be assertive and, and you know, yeah. uh, if I don't like something, I'm just going to say it. I don't, uh, I don't know. I certainly don't order him around. Uh, let him take the lead. In what? I, 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 mm, are, are we dancing again? well let him take the lead like i i kind of i kind of agree with that (laughs) i and it it does i don't know i don't know how i don't know i don't know how most men feel about a woman being like hey because for me here's the thing and this is why i've always said like i don't advise or encourage women to ask men out. Mm-hmm. Um, I encourage women to um, send out as many signals as possible that you're interested and then let him do the rest, like meet him halfway, but don't ask him, don't like come out and ask him out. And I, as I've always said, it's because like men, most men, really people, but in this, in this context, in this context, most men are as sincere as their options, mm-hmm. meaning they'll say yes. Like if they're going through a dry spell or they think they can get laid, they're going to say yes, yeah. even if they're not that into you. And that's not typically the same when you, f- you know, flip the genders. You know, w- women, for the most part, I think tend to be more discerning. I don't know. Do you disagree? I, I don't know. I think it depends. I I definitely had a period in my life where I was like, um, you know, hey, my last relationship was not great. <laughs> let me let me try to be open to some new kinds of people and try some new kinds of things. Um, so I said yes to dates that I wasn't necessarily super optimistic about or or even like convinced would be good. Um, mm-hmm. And I I don't know. I don't think I'm the only one. Who's ever done that? Uh, but have you had sex with someone you were kind of eh about? Well, haven't we all? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, but let, let's like, is this something, was that like a regular, like, Jesus, am I broad generalization <laughs> alert? I need a sound clip for that, right? Um, I th- I'm just going to say it. I think men are more than willing to punch, punch down in their weight class when they want to get laid. Okay. I've always said this. I'm comfortable with that broad generalization. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and, and whereas I don't think most women are, sure, we have those moments. You know, I, I have been getting texts from this guy. Uh, his name is Simon. Mm-hmm. And we met on Tinder five years ago. 
And for the first four, of course he is. (laughs) (laughs) And for the first, first four years, it was great sex, blah, blah. And then like around last year sometime, I just sort of, and I think it was right after my second cat died. And I don't know if it was depression. I don't know what the story was, but I just didn't feel like having sex with him. I was just like, I just don't want to do this anymore. And I just got another text from him a couple of hours ago. And he's been sending texts for like the past six months. And I haven't answered one of them. Oh, wow. Well, there, Clement. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think he thinks uh, she'll eventually answer me. And you know what? Like, I also, I haven't said stop stop doing it. Okay. You know, I, I, like, I haven't, if I felt he was in any way a creep, like, I would just, like, spam him or reject, like, send to the reject file or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or I would just reply and say, please, you know, please stop texting. Um, I, I don't feel threatened by him in any way. Um, and, you know, we've just, we've been, this is sort of our thing. Like, there was a time when I would be texting and he wouldn't be responding. Okay. So now it's, I, I think that's just sort of a, our thing. But the point I'm making is, uh, I, I'm not one to, like, have sex with somebody uh, unless I'm, like, really into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I don't know. I think broad generalization alert. I think m- most women, f- for the most part, they, they don't engage in a lot of like um, meaningless, meaning like I'm not really attracted to them, but it's been a while. I don't know that I don't know that women are as that's something that women do as much as men do. I'm not sure. Hmm. Well, then why are you here? Aren't you, well, are you supposed to be here? <laughs> <laughs> well, my assumption would be that it was pretty much equal i mean i you know i only have my own experiences to draw on but i i definitely could call up some friends who i think would tell you otherwise (laughs) that they had lots of meaningless sex just because it was time okay well let's move on from that one (laughs) we're kind of at an impasse there um be honest but mysterious oh fuck that i who has time for that Honestly, um, serious. Let me. I had to mull that one over for a while. Um, accentuate the positive and other rules for personal ads. I mean, don't live with a man or leave your things at his apartment. Don't date a married man. You know, Bullshit. duh. Uh, slowly involve him in your family and other rules. Okay. Uh, I mean, I I think that so many of these are still very much a thing today. We just don't call them the rules. Well, those last couple. I think we're pretty solid advice. Pretty solid advice. <laughs> you know, don't don't get married, man. Yeah, don't don't bring them into your family all at once. <laughs> right, like don't overwhelm them. Yeah, <laughs> don't freak them out. But so to go back to the New York Times article, um, I'm trying to, you know, she makes a good point where you know she's talking about what these rules were for. And it was really directed at women who just wanted to get married, mm-hmm. not wanted to get married to an, uh, someone who saw them as an equal, right? Not someone who was looking for a partnership, someone who just wanted to get married. And Taffy says, in the rules, the husband isn't a real person. He can't be because we never get to know him well enough. He's a goal object that has been studied for his trifling ways, analyzed and gamed. 
He is like other theoretical things we are supposed to want, like an MBA or a hairless upper lip or beach bod or dignity. (laughs) (laughs) We wanted to understand men. Men, on the other hand, didn't want to understand us. They had spent millenniums gaming us and the game had been won a long time ago. Yeah. And then she gets into the whole power differential. Yeah. Which is upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> Which, what did you say is, was upsetting? Which is upsetting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I loved this article, uh, but I, I can't say that. And actually, when I replied to her tweet and I said, oh, you know, I don't know. I, I think the rules are still alive and well. Sure enough, the authors of this book favored my tweet. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure they understood what I was saying. I wasn't, I was saying it ironically. Like, <laughs> you well, know, it that would, it would be interesting um, to find out that it's back on the bestseller list or something like that, you know? I wouldn't be I would, surprised. You know, somebody needs to, you know what? I'm, I'm giving up a great idea. Somebody needs to get on that. Like, take the foundation and now let's talk about it. Now let's talk about it in in like in current times, mm-hmm. <laughs> not something from 25 years ago. Um, and again, we're going to get to the whole like dating coach phenomenon in a bit. But uh, the rules, um, as I understand them now, seem it just seems like a a precursor to he's just not that into you, which also came out of Sex in the City, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, but, but that book. I, it seems like kind of the same thing because the the whole premise of that book was basically don't chase men. Well, it was also a bit of a like a, a bit of a reality pill that a lot of women didn't want to that didn't want to hear. Yeah, you know, in the, in that episode, you know, Berger of all people, oh, that's right. tells that's right tells Miranda like, yeah, if we're not booking the second date by the end of the first day, we're just not that into you. Yeah, and she's like, wait a minute. <laughs> hold on (laughs) and so then the next day she's out at lunch and she's eating her lunch and she hears two women talking she's like and then and then and then another guy did and then the guy did and i didn't hear from him and she walks up to the two women she's like i just he's just not that into you like and then they call her a bitch yeah (laughs) yeah but it was true yeah i will admit to reading that book oh i read that book sure Yeah. yeah It it really, I, I mean, it really is true. <laughs> it really had some solid pieces of advice in it. it. You know, it had some solid advice. Like if a guy isn't making a reasonable amount of effort, he's not into you. Right. Move it along, right? You know. So I also like the bit about not um, overanalyzing everything that men say and do. Just just take it at face value. Because it is what it uh, is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Do I take it at face value? I'm not a take it at face value person, as you as you know. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I do think that the analysis, we tend to get on our own way when we analyze situations because we are not in their head and we're never going to know. But we, but it, we can sum it up with, he's just not that into you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, I agree that the, the over analysis just isn't going to work. And the worst thing you could do is like to go back to your friends yeah, and overanalyze because they will just fill your head with bullshit. 
you know, they'll project all their stuff, all their experiences onto you. And then you're really not going to know what's going on. And they're potentially going to give you bad advice. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah. So I liked this article because I like Taffy and I agreed that it was just the rules were this sort of anti-feminist um, cultural uh, like phenomenon, but women bought into it. And I guess the question is, why did we, why did we buy into that? You know, why were it? Because a lot of women did this. It wasn't just women who were looking for a certain type of, you know, just looking to get married. Right. You know, we did buy into it. Well, I, so I don't, I mean, I don't have an answer <laughs> definitively, but like I said, I, I do think to some extent they would work. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wish it it gave the women a little bit more agency uh, and, you know, that, that it all wasn't just about, you know, don't speak up and don't let them make the first move. And I wish there was more nuance to it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it's missing. Yeah, it's it missing really nuance. It's an equal opportunity offender of both men and women. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, let's see. These days, a man will vie for your heart by sending you a picture of his penis at the first interaction you've had. Okay, again, I have to, now I have to stop here. Have you ever received a penis unsolicited, I mean, a picture of one? <laughs> he, have you It's <laughs> <laughs> an important distinction. Um, <laughs> That's a very important distinction. I, uh, yeah. I, uh, no, no, I have not. <laughs> Okay, I have n- and, and I have never had a guy just send me a penis out of the blue. <laughs> I, I, I've a picture. I've never, I've never had that happen. And every time I hear these stories, I'm like, is that really a thing? Like, does does that really happen? It must. Does it, <laughs> or is it one of those like urban legends that sort of got twisted and? Because I can remember always reading, you know, blog posts from these some certain dating bloggers or some of these writers, and they're like, and then he just sent me a picture of his penis out of the blue, and I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, let's go back because there's a gap there. <laughs> How did it go from, you know, he like favorited you on Tinder or whatever, and then suddenly a dick shot? I don't. There's something missing there. I assume it's flirty banter. I do think there's banter. I think that there's conversation. And I'm not saying like, oh, these poor men, they're being blamed. Um, Because sending a picture of your penis without getting consent, it's fucking, it's a version of assault. It's disgusting. And it shouldn't be done. I just, I I do not know one woman who has actually just received a picture of a dick out of the blue. I'm going to ask around. I want to ask around too. I, like I, I want to, I want to know because that feels like something that has been talked about and talked about and talked about, and and like in a game of telephone, it's by the end. By the time it's the end, it's sort of like a distorted version of the story. Yeah, so, I definitely have gotten unsolicited ab pictures, um, which was always useful in terms of sort of weeding men out in the online dating world. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of people feel like they have to show their body. You know, they feel like, and I, like, I'm okay with someone who wants to send like a torso shot. I'm not okay with someone sending an unsolicited penis shot. 
But I get why the, I get the torso shots. They want to show that they're in shape or they want to show their body and whatever. I guess I don't. Who the I fuck don't, knows? I don't know what it is. <laughs> I I like I said I always used it as a criteria for weeding out because generally if you if you had good pictures to go along with your profile you you could tell if someone is in shape right and so if someone and this to me again right this is just me if someone sent that photo to me it's like you make it a big deal about this yeah you're trying a little too hard yeah <laughs> what are you trying to prove uh yeah uh, i don't know i don't know i but think it also I think- was a signal to me too that like this person probably isn't that fun <laughs> you know what i mean like this person probably is never gonna spontaneously want ice cream after yeah 9 PM. i i don't i don't like i mean and i'm someone who works out regularly yeah. uh and i do not like gym rats i, I don't like yeah. i don't like too them. intense for me too intense too vain too rigid uh and yeah like i want someone who's going to enjoy like a dessert or who's going to go out and have a couple of beers and who's you know yeah I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't like the, the vanity of, of the, the washboard abs. Um, so the, the gist of this whole article was, uh, you know, she, Taffy ends by saying, I was one of those women. I married a man who'd seen me at my highest and also at my lowest, who had heard me scream and cry, who had loved that about me too. I have many flaws. That's maybe the point here, but I can say for sure. I never dealt dishonestly with anyone. I never pretended that I was accommodating or that I could take it or leave it, that I didn't want to dance, that I didn't at times howl with sorrow and need, that I didn't make bad jokes, that I was quiet and demure, blah, blah, blah. We get it. Um, That's my dog shaking his head, shaking her head. Um, That uh, that I would stay within a 25-pound spectrum spectrum up and down. Uh, I wasn't mysterious. I couldn't pull the trigger on a nose job. I only ever wanted to be known. I wanted to be loved, but not so much that I was willing to pretend I was someone else. Which is a really, I mean, it's a great point to make. I just, um, I don't know why this bother, not bothers me, but it, 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 it's hollow. Something about this is hollow. It's something, and I don't like the, I'm, well, I didn't do what these other women did. Yeah. I, I went, I did, I went a different route it's like, okay, that's cool. But, um, you know, this worked for you. And here's the reality is that sometimes all that stuff you did doesn't work for other women. And so the question isn't like, like, why do women do that? Why aren't women more like me? The question is like, what is it about men that some of this stuff doesn't work and how do we fix that? I just found the ending of this kind of, kind of unbelievable. I, I have a hard time believing, at least based on what she says about her mother, I have a hard time believing that there was never a time where she conformed. <laughs> right. I, exactly. Ex- I, thank you. Because now uh, you've put a fit. Now you've, now you've hit it. She's acting like, well, I never did any of that stuff. Bullshit. You didn't. We all did. Yeah, it's, and that's, what's upsetting about this to me. Um, Cause my initial response to this ending was like, well, God damn, like men are not thinking about any of this this deeply. <laughs> men are not, not reading self-help books. They're not talking to their friends. They're not soliciting advice online. Like they're not, they're not doing any of this. <laughs> no. And you know what? I know we have, I know we had another uh, topic scheduled to go before the dating coach thing, but I kind of feel like we're 
we're on a good segue here. So I'd like to stick with this if we could. And yeah, like men aren't seeking out uh, advice on how to be better partners, how to, no, what they're seeking out advice on is how to get laid and how to be more attractive to women physically. I can't even name a self-help book targeted toward men about exactly. relationships. <laughs> exactly. Other than that one that's about negging, which oh, the title escapes me. <laughs> the, uh, the game, just like the and rules. Thank you, the game. Yeah, you know, um, and the funny thing is, is that the game, the whole PUA community is allegedly uh, was born from a, a re- as a reaction to the rules, this book, The Rules. So thanks, ladies. Yeah. And thanks, guys. <laughs> um, Makes sense. Yeah. So let's talk about dating coaches and, and like seeking advice. You know, I spent and I sent you links. I spent the greater part of the last few days watching uh, Matthew Hussey, mm-hmm. <laughs> a, a dating coach. And I know, oh. you know, um, so here's the thing. He sells out, like sells out rooms and it's all women. I saw and that. It's all women. <laughs> it's all women looking for their Mr. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's up there and he, you know, he's British. So he's all like pip, pip, cheerio, top of the morning governor. He's got the little accent and he's, you know, he just needs the fucking monocle to have the whole look complete. And people, women just eat up what he's saying. It seems but that what way. he, but what he's saying is basically everything women already know. Oh, I should love myself. Holy shit! <laughs> I didn't. What do you? I hold on. Let me call my friend Helen and tell her because she's wondering too. We know to love ourselves, and this guy and I have watched. I don't know how many videos of him, and um, he doesn't get to the fucking point. It takes him for ever and all he does is bloviate (laughs) and tell women exactly what they want to hear well you have to have standards and you shouldn't lower your standards and you shouldn't make yourself too available he's reiterating back to them all this crap that they already believe yeah that's that's the key to his success (laughs) that is the key to his success it's his look it's the accent and it's that he's just saying exactly what they want to hear. They apparently overlook the fact that he's 31 years old, dating a 21-year-old, that he's been dating for a year and a half, so do the fucking math on that one. So that means when he was 30, he was dating a girl who was like a woman who was, you know, 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. And we all know how I feel about men like that. <laughs> like, here's the guy who has all the answers. and Oh, and this is how you do it. Okay, so you're with a 21-year-old. I don't care that it's a famous, like, it's Camilla Cabello. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. She's that young? I thought she was a little bit older. No, I was shocked. I thought she was like 30. Yeah, I'm sorry, Camilla. She's (laughs) very, very young. She's young. She's young. Okay. Um, I think she might might be 22 now, but the article that I was reading was November 2018, and they had been dating since, like, 97, 2007, 2017. Yeah. She's going on 22. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I don't, I'm sorry. I don't respect a man who his age would date a woman that young. I just don't. And I same thing for a woman. Like there's just something about that age where like it, there, there's, there's the disparity. 
There's so yeah. there's such a gap there. In any case, um, women eat up exactly what he everything he says, even though he never answers their fucking question. No, that's not. <laughs> he is the master of never ever making a declarative statement. Nothing. The one video, the woman was like, "Hi, Matthew. Uh, my name is Felicia, and." <laughs> <laughs> I have a, uh, you know, my guy friend told me that uh, some men are intimidated by smart women. And oh, I, I saw kinda, the same one. Yeah. And I kind of don't know what to do about that. And what do you think? And he just goes on and 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 on. When the advice, the answer to that, it's three words. Fuck that guy. That's your, <laughs> that's the answer. Fuck that guy. Who's going to be intimidated about by you because you're smart? Because here's the thing. You don't want him anyway. So no. why are we giving this shit any thought? And that's what he should be telling women. Like, why are you worried about shit like this? Be exactly who you are. And, it, it, you know, pay attention. Read the room. And it, it's going to be right for somebody. And if you struggle, then do, then do, uh, do you know, do some inventory. Yeah. You know, period. I don't want to ba 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 chip 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 fucking Jiminy Cricket. I just going on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Oh my fucking god! Answer the question. You know, he sort of reminds me, not always, but when you get him in front of a live crowd, he sort of has the speech patterns of a televangelist, right? Well, they all do. They know. They know. Very prescriptive, right? Right. And he puts his hands in his pockets and he knows exactly. And I'm not saying that he's, I don't think he's malicious in any way. I don't think he's offensive in any way. Just the opposite. I, I, I find him useless. Cute. I, yeah. I'm not useless. offended. Um, I'm not offended. <laughs> I did. Did you see the video um, that it, I don't remember the title, but it was something about like after the relationship, how to get him back. After no the, after the breakup no because aren't like isn't every single one of his videos essentially the same thing <laughs> how to get the guy how to get the guy how to get the guy break up break up how to get the guy now you get it how do you get him how do you get him back oh and his advice is the same over and over and over standards don't be available when it should be like this i just watched one before the show and the woman calls in and she's 29 years old and she went out on this date with a guy and she said, uh, you know, uh, and I kissed him goodnight and I ended up um, spending the night uh, and we didn't do anything. Um, we just hugged. And then the next day, like, I didn't hear from him. And I sent a text and it took him like, I think, a day to respond or something. She said, you know, he's he doesn't seem as interested now. Boom. You know, right? <laughs> you know the answer. We all know the answer to this. And what does Matthew say? Well, gee, I don't know what Matthew said because he fucking talked for 15 minutes about nothing. Well, we would, she's like, well, I'm afraid that he's going to think I'm easy. What he should have then said is, fuck that guy. <laughs> if he's going to think you're easy because you kissed him or even if because you slept with him, he did the same thing. Therefore, if he holds it against you, he's a douchebag. Yeah. Fuck that guy. I'm telling you right now, I think I really think I'm going to start once I get certified. I really, truly believe I'm going to start a series called fuck that guy because <laughs> and start doing classes on it. Because what I want to see from these dating coaches, stop pontificating to women because we already know this shit. 
I want you to get a room full of guys, get them to pay and listen to you. And I want you to tell them something very simple. Step it up. That's your job. You want to impress me, Matthew? Pip, 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 cheerio. (laughs) You want to impress me? Get a room full of men to pay you to listen to you. Then you will impress me. Oh, God, that would be impressive. Because it's so easy. It's so easy to target women, you know, anxious and wondering, what's wrong? What's wrong? And what am I doing? And And what it comes down to is that person that didn't do that didn't show that didn't respond or that person who ghosted why do they do those things because they were never that interested in the first place period and that is not a judgment call about you no it's got nothing to do with the ghosty right and but when it's right nothing is going to stop them from contacting you period so all these people that just let you go fuck them fuck that guy <laughs> <laughs> Because when it's right, none of this little stuff, and oh, and then I farted on the date, and I, blah, 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 not going to matter. Stop getting in your head. And of course, he doesn't say this. You know? Oh, no, and he's, He he's doesn't say this to her. In your head. Right. He doesn't say to this woman, you know, because she's all worried, like, why didn't this guy text me back? Because he just wanted to fuck you. That's why. There's your answer. Here, pay me. Pay me my $350. He has a video um, about that, right? About like how how do you know if men just want you for sex or why won't men take me seriously? Something like that. Oh, Christ. Does he? I didn't see that one. I think I skipped it because I was kind of looking for anything under 12 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, right. Oh, my (laughs) God. To get like a Now, you know how I feel about British men and their (laughs) verbosity? He well, he just keeps that little he keeps that stereotype alive and well. <laughs> Woo! Uh, yeah. So this the woman is just like, and I don't know, and she's just going and going and going. And and he does say, you know, you shouldn't be analyzing everything that he says and he does, but he should be saying, Yeah, more than likely he just wanted to have sex with you. You didn't sleep with him, and so he just lost interest mm-hmm. because he never really had it in the fucking first place. Like the the trick here, the real lesson is well, how do I how do I know if a guy uh, is is just into me for sex? There's one way to know, and it's I, 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 they're not people are not going to like this, but like if if you can't typically get a guy like that, if it's so easy, if this guy is so accommodating and so available and so easy, there's a reason. Mm. I thought you were going to say the way you know is if he disappears after sex. <laughs> well, that is, that's the other way. I mean, there you go. There's the answer to your question. But if you're really like going into it and you're like, I don't know, like one, one really big red flag is like, are you, are you punching out of your weight class here? Do you like, think about it and be honest with yourself. If you're sitting here going, what is this person? Like, why? Like if you're even mildly I think, suspicious. I don't think most people can be honest with themselves. I know. And, 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 I, and think that's- I think that um, broad generalization, Bell. Um, I think that women. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Perfect. All right, I'm about to hit it out of the park. I think women um, attribute value to characteristics in themselves that men find value neutral. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, 
and, and in reverse, right? Like men value things that women find value neutral in themselves. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like women place a lot of weight on like, how well traveled are you? How educated are you? Yep. Uh, and men just don't. <laughs> right. Not to the same degree, at least. Yeah. And we also, I just finished a book and I'm going to dance around. I'm going to be very careful with this. And it's a book by a woman who, um, she was sexually abused and she wrote a book about the abuse and how it affected her dating life. So, um, I read it and this is somebody I've actually spoken about on my blog a few times. I, I think I sent you, I sent you some of her stuff. A few weeks ago. Don't say her name. <laughs> oh, I don't know her name. Um, uh, is this the author who frequently writes about abuse? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I read the book and um, I think she wants to, she really wants her dating struggles to be about, um, she really wants her dating struggles to be, have something to do with the abuse. And it, and it, it does. That absolutely has something to do with it. But if you read the book, it's very clear that she is attracted to status. Ivy educations, mm-hmm. you know, good looking guys. And these guys, to the to the reader, to even a casual observer, are are just jerks. She, you know, falls for a guy in a co- that she meets in a coffee shop. And she eventually works up the balls to ask him out. And I have to say, I have such admiration for her for being able to do that. Because you know me, I'll crush on a guy for two years and never say a fucking word. And um, he says, uh, I'm sure you're a very thoughtful person, but you're not my type. Thoughtful? Right? Well, okay. Thoughtful. Like, I don't, that is such an awful response. And he's actually like saying to her, I'm not attracted to you. Um. Because that's basically what you're not my type means, mm-hmm. which yeah. I just think is an unnecessary thing to say. I Like to me, that guy, I, I thought the guy was a dick, but she insisted, insisted, insisted he was truly interested in her and like her perception, Okay, <laughs> her perception when it comes to men that fit that criteria, that fit that sort of ideal, she, she lets a lot, either lets a lot slide or her perception is completely distorted versus when she writes about, you know, she actually, I get a little mention in the book. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, not in a passive way. And thank God it was a positive <laughs> one. Cause she went to a, um, she went to one of our speed dating events and she, she met a bunch of guys and I was really very upset to see that she didn't change their names. And some of them are very unique. Again, Cause I recognize them. I'm like, Oh, that's mm-hmm. just a dick thing to do. And, the only guy she liked or like there were two, two or three, but the one that she liked the most Ivy league, she's like kind of egotistical, but Ivy league. And then she Is ended she up going, Ivy league? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Um, but can I tell any, you my favorite, my favorite joke? Uh, okay. How do you know? As long as it doesn't someone, have, okay, go ahead. <laughs> How do you know if someone went to Harvard? Don't worry. They'll fucking tell you. Right. <laughs> I love what I love is when you go, Oh, we just school, go to school. Oh, uh, you know, up in Cambridge, just fucking say Harvard. <laughs> you went to Harvard. Oh, in Stanford, Yale then, or new, whatever it is, new Hartford, whatever the fuck it is. Just say it. Don't make me work for it. 
Oh, I, I went to Cambridge. Oh, it's up in Cambridge. Oh, you're, you're trying to be self-deprecating, but you're really just coming across like a douchebag. Mm. So in any case, um, what were we talking about? We have, uh, I think the biggest, biggest, biggest hurdle that any single person, and by single, I mean dating, our biggest hurdle is we have a distorted perception of ourself and we have unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it, it's very hard for people, most people, men and women, to be honest with themselves. And dear Matthew Hussey, fucking get on that. Like, start talking about that. <laughs> Stop with the seminars of how to get the guy and blah, blah. Like, get to, to down tickets, to... though. Get down, right, exactly. Like, women will pay $500 or whatever to sit and listen to this guy talk like, Jude Law. You know, like that's really, that's a big part of the reason why they're there is because he's a handsome guy. And they're like, well, he must know what he's talking about. Right. He's a man and he's good looking. And he's got a celebrity girlfriend who's 10 years younger than him. But hey, let's overlook that. See what I mean? We'll overlook it. I won't overlook something like that because I think that's a huge character flaw. I think that's a really interesting point too, though, about how we just, we just handed him credibility because, because he's, he's a, a guy. Right. Yep. And if you are a, a woman who is offering dating advice, people seem, seem to have a lot to say about. Right. Well, really? No, please like? tell me more. <laughs> tell me more about that. <laughs> Nobody questions that Matthew Hussey isn't married. Right. Nobody questions that. Nobody questions that. They, he, you don't see him in the press with a partner ever. Nobody questions it. Nobody questions it because he's a guy. Whatever happened to um, Patty, the... Patty Stanger? Yeah. I don't know. I think she's still sort of doing her thing. I think she's probably, I don't think she's as, um, I don't know. I don't know that she even still has a show. I don't know what her story is. But in general. um, She was very much a rules girl. Ugh, whatever. (laughs) Uh, All I remember is that she kept insisting that she had this boyfriend from Plenty of Fish. And I'm like, bitch. Oh. You did not go on Plenty of Fish. You got paid, my theory, you got paid to say you met somebody on Plenty of Fish. It's a, it's a stunt. It's a PR relationship. God, I, and people eat it up, but whatever. But they knew she needed a boyfriend. She needed a man to be credible. Yeah. Because um, many women, many followers of her, they needed to see that proof. You know, forget that her, and her, there, there was, you know, she had some good advice. I'm not saying all of it was good, but she, like, instead of people saying, well, her advice kind of resonates and it makes sense. And nope. Is she married or not? That's all that people cared about mm-hmm. in the end. Um, hold on. I think my, I think I had a little problem with the mic, but we're back. Um, n- now we're going to get into, and we're going to go back to the coaching in a second, but now we're getting into uh, the real fuck that guy <laughs> portion of the show. Um, Tony Robbins. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. many advice gurus. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like the thing with well, the thing to realize too, and I said it when the story broke and if people who, if, if you, didn't hear BuzzFeed did a really comprehensive um, expose on Tony Robbins and it came with audio. <laughs> it came, Oh boy, that audio woof. And about it's, you know, claims of sexual harassment and claims of abuse. 
And um, if you'll notice, that was a blip. It was gone in a day. Nobody cared. Oh, really? And I sort of, well, I, I, I don't see anybody talking about it anymore. When did it break? Four days like, ago, it says. Yeah. Okay. I don't see anybody talking about it anymore. He came out with a response, and then that was that. I and mean, I think... It, I mean, could it just be that... Not that we have, like, creep fatigue, which I think we do, but is it is it just that he's not that relevant? <laughs> he's not that what? Relevant? I don't know that he's not that relevant. What I what I think is that um, nobody was surprised because he's a douchebag. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't surprised, but I also, I mean, is he still is he still touring and oh boy, crowds? you bet. Oh is yeah, okay. oh right. yeah, and and it's cu- it's a cult, and that's the other thing. Oh, nice. <laughs> he is he is without question. He's Jim Jones without the Kool Aid. Mm. Uh, unlimited you know, power and awaken the giant within our book titles you know and i think people are just so i i used to follow a couple of um some of those manifest manifestation people and there was uh-huh. one and then it was about um like money and money management uh-huh. and By Tony minute, Robbins? no it was just someone who was her own again she's just sort of her own manifestor person and the minute she said and I swear by Tony's this and Tony and I unfollow click mm. because it's a cult. It's a cult in the way landmark advisors are is a cult, mm. you know, where it, it's there's uh, yeah. And not like the whole story basically is that uh, he, you know, he berates these women, these victims these survivors of abuse and he says things to them like, well, did he stand by you when you were being a crazy bitch? And, you know, well, what did you do? Uh, and he's like, not that I'm ever saying that there's ever an excuse for a man to hit a woman, but people but. just, and then he said, well, people just don't fucking act that way. Yeah, they do. They, yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> Some people are just, they're just evil. And the, the way he was trying to be like, well, no, 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 no. You had to have something to do with it. And that is what they call secondary trauma, where, you know, she's the, the primary was already that she was physically abused. She was a victim of domestic abuse. And this, the secondary is that she's now being told by this man with, with influence and power mm-hmm. that, she, that he's minimizing the abuse. And that's just re-traumatizing her further. But of course, she comes out the next day after the story broke and she says, you know, um, I was not bothered by it at all. And, you know, I, I, I don't think what he said was offensive or this or that. And again, cult. So you just, yeah. you don't know if, is yeah. it just because his follow, it's cult, he's cult-like in his following or did he just pay her off? But make, like, be very clear that was abuse. That he was re-traumatizing an abuse survivor. Yeah, it's definitely and victim blaming. It's absolutely victim blaming. And um, the fact that uh, not more isn't being made of that, that really concerns me. And it just the coaching industry in general concerns me because it's not regulated. Right. Anybody can be a coach. You don't need a license. 
anybody can be a coach and that is dangerous, especially now because coaches now absolutely should be trauma informed. Meaning if you're going to, if you're doing like, it's one thing if it's money management, that's, that's a little different, but if you're dealing with someone's well being, whether it's dating, coaching, especially dating, coaching, um, dating, coaching, or, you know, wellness, anything to do with wellness, and you're dealing with their emotional well being, you have to be trauma informed. You have to be able to know the signs because you very well might re traumatize that person. Yeah, without even trying. Or like without Tony Robbins, you could be trying, but. Right. <laughs> without knowing it. Yeah. Without knowing it. Like we, in our, we, in our course, we started the, um, the supervised coaching portion. We have to complete a certain number of hours of supervised one-on-one coaching and supervised group coaching. Mm-hmm. And yesterday was my first supervised one-on-one. And Which are you finding um, more natural? Uh, I've only done one-on-one, but I've led, see, but I've led workshops, but the one I have to say, like there were moments that I faltered that where I kind of caught myself, but I never before have I felt like this was what I was supposed to do. You know, it was walking through like the, the instructor, they had a scenario and she was the client and I caught myself a couple of times because I said things like you need to. And you shouldn't, you can't say that because coaching is client led. My job is not to tell them what to do. Mm -hmm. My job is to let them know, you know, the the four cornerstones. I see you, I hear you, you matter, uh, I care. That's my job is just to let them know they have somebody on their side. And so when you, when you, like, when you say things like, well, you need to, that could be triggering or that could just, that could maybe not, that could not be helpful. Yeah. It's also kind of, it's got a, a tinge of judging, judging. It's got a right? tinge of judginess to it. Exactly. Which again, we go back to things like that. You, you have to be trauma informed because you need to know someone's history. And this is, you know, we're not bound by HIPAA laws, but my instructor first day, we went through HIPAA, the HIPAA laws mm-hmm. and the HIPAA, you know, uh, guidelines. And she said, you're not bound by them, but you should act like you are. Yeah. And you should conduct yourself like you are. And uh, that that's, you know, meant a lot to me because it made me, it, I thought it gave her a lot of credibility. Uh, but, is I, I kinda, but is she married? But is she married? Yes. <laughs> but is she married? <laughs> Um, but you know, it's scary to me that anybody, that anybody can be a coach because you just don't know. And one of the things we have to do before we can take a client is we have to do an assessment. We have to do a risk assessment to see, is this person like, are they, are they, are they going to harm themselves? Right. You know, are they currently, um, in, you know, dealing with an addiction? Like we can't take clients who are um who are currently uh, abusing you know a substance abuser mm-hmm. um but like these are all things that i don't think most coaches do before they take a client you know sure. i don't th- i don't think these dating coaches like matthew hussey isn't getting on skype with hi barbara um 
So let's, uh, you know, let's find out, like, tell me your family history. And I guarantee you, he's not doing any of that. Mm. Most of these wellness coaches, yeah. most of these manifestation people, they're not doing a risk assessment and they should be. And that's what I find very frightening because people like Tony Robbins to see where he's gotten, he gets, and he's, it's a, it, I, I knew it. I'm like, it, it, this is barely going to ding him. And these coaches really do become cult-like. Yeah. Once you attain that level of celebrity, I think you also probably start to feel like the risk assessment is beneath you mm -hmm. at that point, right? Like you're good enough to just wing it. Yeah. And, and I'm untouchable. It's not like, you know, if they sue me, I could bury him. And that's exactly what this guy does. I mean, he just yeah. buries people in lawsuits. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want me to be one of those people he buries. No. Oh, God. So, um, not, not a plug, um, but <laughs> when you Google Tony Robbins, the first thing that comes up is a link to buy Tony Robbins official bioenergy greens protein powder. Yeah. It's, it's $63. A, uh... <laughs> you know, like once when they start in, uh, like I was trying, um, not like to a, get involved. Not, like what? A, he's like a more benign Alex Jones. I didn't know he was hawking supplements and they all do. All that. Like that, that, that whole beauty feud with the YouTubers, oh, those, right. those kids, oh, holy balls, <laughs> all comes down to those stupid hair. Yeah. Supplements. Yeah. It's hair like, it well, let me just, let me just save everybody. The, the, let me save everybody. The suspense. They don't work. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. It doesn't work. Oh. None of these pills work. Okay. So, whew, Sarah. Yeah. This was great. <laughs> I wish I had more to say about Tony Robbins. I just, uh, I, I, don't I feel like, yeah, I just feel like, yeah, it, it's like it came out. We kind of knew he was a jerk. We kind of knew he had issues with women. And this, like, he came out when the Me Too movement first, first hit the mainstream. You know, he was already um, like he had already come out and been caught on caught on like video or audio saying, "Oh, this is just a way for women to like manipulate men." So we knew this guy was a piece of shit, mm -hmm. right? So I guess this new story, people are like, you know, tell us something you, you, we don't already know, right? You know, I don't think uh, it's so going to make any of his fans uh, can't nope. him. <laughs> No, it's a cult. <clears throat> now, maybe if that gummy bear lady made a video, he could. He well, could she did. Half canceled. But not well, about Tony Robbins. <laughs> well, no. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. No. She, and then and she's 40 and she's going after some 19-year-old. I'm like, oh, my God. Are you fucking I'm embarrassed for the both of us. <laughs> okay. It was uncomfortable. <laughs> it was uncomfortable. And then James Charles was like, man. He's blinking with the big, big like the the eyelashes, and I'm like, now I'm just getting like nervous watching you blink so much. Yeah, um, I couldn't follow it. So, Sarah, thank you so much for filling in, uh, and I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping that uh, you're going to be joining us more often. Which I would I'm love to. Yay! I'm very excited. Um, I think we're gonna maybe switch off you one week, Barbara the next, because the summer's the summer's coming up. 
Barbara's kids are going to be home. Barbara just started a part-time job. Mm-hmm. So uh, I she needs to have some, a little bit more free time. Um, and a, par- a podcast is just not a priority when you have your, your kids home. Yeah. Um, Her job so, sounds really fun, though. I love yeah, artisanal paper products. Yeah. I, I think it's probably – it's good for her. It it's good for her. Really she's so yeah. good. She's good with people. Like she's one of those people that just when she's around people, I, I think it really, I think it does wonders for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she just has such a bubbly personality and I think it's going to be good for her and I'm happy for her. Um, but Sarah, thank you so much for joining Women on Top. Guys, thank, thank you. you for listening. You can go to Women on Top Podcast on Instagram, Women on Top Pod on Twitter. You can sign up for the mailing list, womenontoppodcast.com and read the posts. Uh, I'll get be getting back into the posts uh, within the next week or so. Uh, I've had been dealing with the depression. It's slowly kind of, I'm slowly kind of coming out of it. But thank you for being patient and thank you for listening. And uh, I guess we'll check in again next week.